Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In London, this is The Economist with the pick of our week. I'm Anne McElvoy, Senior Editor. And in this podcast... Elephants pick up the scent of landmines, Mexico's authorities let slip a drug lord, and the health conundrum of social mobility. But first, higher toller, exclaimed our cover line, as pens were finally put to paper in a nuclear deal with Iran. But how was the news received? Whereas some say the deal done in Vienna this week between Iran and six world powers, plus the European Union, was a breakthrough that keeps nuclear proliferation at bay and begins to mend a 36-year feud with America, others are convinced it was, as Israel's Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu says, a stunning historic mistake that sets up Iran as a nuclear power and finances its aggression abroad. So which lies closer to the truth? That depends on two factors. The quality of the agreement and its effect on Iran's behaviour. Let's tackle the deal first, then. The government has agreed to intrusive monitoring of all its nuclear facilities and to inspections on request of its military sites under a system of managed access. Sanctions which are to be lifted as a result of the agreement can be reimposed if Iran violates it. For those who oppose this deal, the alternatives are to wait for a better one or to go to war. Neither of which, we decided, were advised. What then of Iran's behaviour? Although the economy is hard-pressed, Iran devotes precious resources to Iraq and Syria. It sponsors Hezbollah, the Lebanese militia come party, and whips up emotions in Bahrain and Yemen. Relieved of sanctions, a richer Iran would surely spend money extending what is mostly a malign influence. So increasing vigilance from the world's policemen is essential to making the deal stick. The nuclear deal binds Barack Obama, America's president, into the Middle East. If the United States buttresses its oversight of the agreement with sustained regional diplomacy needed anyway after the Arab Spring, then it can help contain Iran. So finally, our leader embraced both caution and realism. A country of Iran's size and sophistication will get a bomb if it really wants one. Nothing can change that. But this pact offers the chance of holding Iran back and shifting its course. An article in our Middle East and Africa section also concerned itself with sniffing out potential dangers. But in this instance, it wasn't humans doing the detecting. Elephants had it rough during Angola's long civil war. Rebels shot them for food and ivory that they traded for arms. When fighting ended in 2002, few elephants remained. But others have since migrated in from countries such as Botswana, where there are so many jumbos that they scarcely have room to swing a trunk. Unfortunately, upon arrival, they're faced with an unfamiliar menace. The millions of landmines left over from the country's decades-long conflict. 
Yet, remarkably, it seems that the elephants have put their outsized trunks to good use as landmine detectors. The landmine death rate has fallen even as the elephant population has increased in Angola's most heavily mined province, Coando Cubango. And the elephant's ability seems to have piqued the interest of one group in particular. The U.S. Army's research office has been testing the ability of a group of tame elephants in South Africa to find traces of TNT, an explosive, amid decoy odours of bleach, petrol, soap and tea. The elephants passed with flying colours. If only it was so easy to catch fugitives at large. An article in our America's section detailed the escape of one of Mexico's most notorious drug lords. Even before he broke out of what was supposed to be Mexico's most secure prison on July 11th, Joaquin Guzman was known to be fond of tunnels. For decades, his drug trafficking organisation bored tunnels to move drugs, people, money and guns across Mexico's border with the United States. Yet the gang's piece de resistance is undoubtedly the tunnel through which Mr Guzman, also known as Shorty, escaped. Nearly a mile long and high enough for the diminutive drug baron to traverse without stooping, it was equipped with ventilation tubes and a motorcycle mounted on rails. A glamorous getaway that would have put even Steve McQueen to shame. Shorty left a trail of painful questions behind him. The biggest... What does it say about Mexico's institutions that its most famous criminal can break out of a federal prison that is protected by a no-fly zone? And not for the first time, it should be noted. This is the second time El Chapo has broken out of a Mexican jail. In 2001, he fled, either dressed as a prison guard or in a laundry truck. No one is sure. Mexicans won't be the only ones grumbling. It will sour relations with the United States, which had wanted Mexico to extradite Mr Guzman after his recapture. And if no one senior is held responsible, it's the shaky credibility of Mexico's government that will suffer further. The government has been consistently reluctant to take responsibility for endemic corruption and institutional weakness. A swift hop over the border then, or indeed a burrow underneath it, takes us to Texas, where the phrase bigger is better truly comes into its own. And as our Schumpeter columnist described in our business section this week, it particularly applies to economic growth. It is conventional to divide the world into a slower-growing rich world and a faster-growing poorer world. North Texas, however, is a reminder that there are bits of the rich world that are growing very fast. Indeed, though its name may suggest otherwise, the Lone Star State is attracting quite a lot of permanent visitors. The region is among the top hubs for corporate headquarters in America. It hosts 21 companies in the Fortune 500 and is home to high-tech giants such as Texas Instruments as well as startups. Its aerospace industry employs around 80,000 people. The discovery of shale gas in the Barnet Shale, probably the largest onshore natural gas field in America, was a bonus rather than a game-changer. So what can other parts of the world learn from Texas's insatiable thirst for growth? The locals point to a combination of small government, low prices and pro-business attitudes. In fact, there's also quite a healthy dose of pragmatic politics. Despite Texas's reputation for anti-government radicalism, Local politicians are happy to embrace government spending and regional planning if it boosts the local economy. The roads and airports are much better maintained than those in California and New York, thanks to a combination of tolls and targeted spending. Our columnist flew home full of praise. A region that can combine the elan and optimism of the emerging world 
with the pragmatism and infrastructure of the rich world, has a lot going for it. It's a different story among the congested roads and ports of Brazil, and an article in our finance section explained how President Dilma Rousseff is trying to attract private investors to aid the country's woeful infrastructure. I have turned into something of a travelling saleswoman, she said recently, between trips to the United States and Italy. So what is she trying to attract? Ms Rousseff hopes to attract 198 billion hayais, that's $69 billion in total, including $70 billion hay ice before she leaves office in 2018. At least half of that would go towards Brazil's railways, but some domestic investors are suspect. It does not help that many big Brazilian construction firms are part of conglomerates mired in a corruption scandal surrounding Petrobras, the state-controlled oil giant. And economists are signalling more roadblocks ahead. To increase flagging productivity and promote future growth, Brazil needs better schools, simpler taxes and less red tape, not just more roads. Ms Rousseff has not tackled any of these. Until she does, Brazil will remain a tough sell, both at home and abroad. All those traffic jams that plague Brazil's cities can test patience, but good things come to those who wait, don't they? Scientists have long noted the positive effects that delayed gratification or self-control has on life outcomes. But recent studies from Jean Brody at the University of Georgia have found that self-control may not benefit everyone equally. An article in our science section elaborated with a rather astonishing conclusion. The people born at the bottom of the social heap... Self-control speeds up the process of ageing. A phenomenon called DNA methylation may be to blame. Cells use methylation to shut down genes whose services are no longer needed. And observation has shown that people's methylation patterns change in predictable ways as they get older, thus acting as markers of a cell's apparent age. In a study of 300 black Americans, then, Dr Brody and his team found DNA methylation patterns were markedly different across socioeconomic backgrounds. For people from high-status backgrounds, higher self-control meant lower cellular ages. For those whose background was low-status, the reverse was true. Their cells were ageing faster. That poses problems for those who want to enhance social mobility by underlining self-control. If Dr Brody's result is confirmed, the challenge it poses will be to work out how to circumvent the adverse effects of self-control. Finally, we move on from the infinitesimal world of DNA to the vast expanse of our oceans, as an article in our book section reviewed a work by marine biologist Helen Scales on the secret life of mollusks. In Spirals in Time, she explores the complex sexual contortions of snails, describes the mathematical precision of a nautilus's shell and devotes a whole chapter to sea silk, Scales' book not only shows how mollusks have changed, but also the roles they've played as human societies have evolved. From the Scythians of ancient Iran to disparate North American tribes, many cultures buried their dead with shell riches. The people of Nauru passed down a creation myth with shells in a starring role. Consider Botticelli's The Birth of Venus, with the goddess rising out of a scallop shell. Mollusks have been the symbols of birth, Sex and death. 
Shells are perhaps more woven into the fabric of our lives than we realize. There is a symmetry-breaking gene originating long ago in the branching evolutionary tree. In mollusks, it sets a shell twisting to the right or occasionally the left. In humans, that same gene ensures the heart ends up left of centre. And this enthusiastic marine biologist clearly enjoyed her travels far and wide in search of the ocean's shelled wonders. Miss Scales comes face to shell with a giant clam on the Great Barrier Reef, enjoys a bag of smoked oysters in Gambia, and seeks out a sea silk seamstress in Italy. Her journeys also take her into the world of academic research. She breezily rattles off the history of how what is known as this cephalophod and that bivalve were first discovered and elucidates the pursuits of what is not yet known. It is clear that there are still many stories to be told. But the question remains, does she sell seashells by the seashore? I'd say it five times even faster, but unfortunately we've run out of time. I'm Anne McElvoy. That was the pick of our week. In London, this is The Economist. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.